Hello, this is John Haddad, and you're listening to Dot Fox, double G U double T. So, can I ask you what is it that made you realize that, you know, weight is linked to injuries or injuries are linked to weight and movement? I don't know if I'm getting this right, but. Well, it wasn't, I don't think there's a direct link to it. I think there is the link that you become less mobile when you get a lot of weight, your joints go through a lot of compression, which then enables you not to move so well anymore. And you start to become very stiff in your knee joints and your ankle joints and your hip joints and every single joint as a matter of fact. And therefore, if you do some kind of movement that is a little bit bigger than you're allowed to, that your joints allow you to, then something else is going to suffer in return. And that's why you see a lot of overweight people with knee pain. You go to the doctor, the first thing that tells you, oh, you have to lose weight you know, to get rid of the knee pain. As a matter of fact, the weight isn't what's causing the knee pain, but the stiffness in the joints help with that. They help with the knee pain that's actually happening. And therefore, so we have to find a way. Okay, so my journey was losing weight was, wasn't just dieting and depriving my body of calories. It was also a lot of sports involved. And luckily, I didn't have a lot of injuries. You know, a little bit of shoulder pain from time to time, but I didn't have a lot of injuries. But I started noticing that people that come here that were overweight were having a lot of pain or a lot of injuries and trying to figure out how that worked. And then it completely went into, in 2014, I completely moved into just working with injured people. I'd say just people with pain, people that had injuries, primarily. Of course, then you have athletes that trust you, when you fix an injury, they also start working with prevention and stuff like this and actually get faster and stronger because if you understand how the muscles work, then you understand how to actually make that muscle work when it's supposed to. I mean, that's a whole different story. So there, I have a few athletes that work with me for better function, let's just say it. And then of course, the injuries are number one. Yeah. I guess there's lots of uh, awareness that comes with it because I think, and quite often like we as humans get seek treatment when we feel pain somehow and the pain comes maybe after an injury and maybe over time we don't feel it straight away and what you're trying to do is come at this like previous step to help people avoid this over time right specifically athletes right specifically athletes or they use their body a lot more than a normal you know gym bowler does or anything like that so we can actually use the phrase they overuse their bodies and you know and recovery it's it's very important how much are they able to hold that strain in their bodies and their muscle over time is extremely extremely important so this is one of the things like with athletes, it's very, very unique way because you have to accustom yourself to their schedule, depending on what kind of athlete they are, you know, you have to accustom yourself to their schedule to see how much they're actually training with the team training or individual training on themselves and then see where you can fit in your little thing and see what works the best for them and what they need the most of, you know? So and now I don't want to just do things, do things. I want to have to see how to actually build this program to accustom with their program that they have to do as athletes and then to actually start doing a little bit of our own to fit in without overdoing it. So it's very, it's a very unique way. I want to say fragile way of doing things, but it's been working. Okay. It's been working. Okay. Okay. So I think we have different things here and I'm going to, maybe let's uh, deep dive into the athlete sports first, since we're on it. You said they have a very busy schedule, busy lifestyle, and you work with different athletes from like footballers, skiers, all across, right? At, at a very high level. 
it's not like the average athlete. It's the ones that are more than professionals. I, I mean, they're superstars as well. These are the guys you work with and they need to stay at the top all the time. Absolutely. And you're saying they use their body so much that it doesn't become fragile. I mean, I don't know. How is it? What do you do to help them? Because you spoke about programs and you also don't want to disrupt their current lifestyle. So you're starting in this part where you're interfering or intervening actually in specific areas. How do you see this becoming a major part of it also to keep their body at the top all the time? So I have a unique way of thinking about injuries. If we want to categorize injuries, we can categorize them to different things. We can categorize, I mean, many different things, but let's just call them non-contact injuries and contact injuries. Contact injuries cannot be prevented if we just speak it out. Like the large title of it is non-contact injuries cannot be prevented. They can be less harmful to your body if your body is able to absorb that kind of hit more and more. But the big one is non-contact injury that we've been seeing on the rise, especially in the athlete world, especially in sports, professional sports. You see a person running and all of a sudden, snap, something happens. An ACL tears, a muscle tear, whatever it is, a hamstring, a cap, a groin problem, whatever it is. Okay, Depending on, of course, the athletes, what sport they're playing. So there's more common injuries in certain sports. And they can be avoided at all costs because their bodies are so well balanced that their nervous system actually catch up to their speed and how much they're playing. So their nervous system is supposed to tell them that there is something happening at a certain time. When that injury happens, for instance, when we haven't been working with an athlete for a long time and that injury happens, I look back to see where is the blockage in that nervous system and why didn't the nervous system respond? Is that person completely fatigued? Or is there a blockage in their nervous system that comes from partial adhesions or muscle adhesions that's not allowing the signal to pass through easily so that that person's body is able to adapt to a certain movement. Let's just say, for instance, I want to go up, but not myself, but let's just say a person wants to go up and kick a ball and they want to go really, really high with their leg. They're putting a lot of strain on groin muscles, on their hamstring muscles, on certain muscles like this. And their body is supposed to tell them when they put a lot of strain like this, their nervous system tells them, hey, you're going too far. So their body adapts. Their arms will contract. Their pelvis will posteriorly tilt. Their knee will bend so that their hamstring doesn't get that far open. When that doesn't happen, it's either the nervous system wasn't fast enough because it was complete fatigue. Maybe they've been playing too many games after each other. Maybe it's at the end of a certain game that it's like the 90th minute of a football match. Or more than likely that this is their occurrence because they're used to playing this much. Isn't that there's a blockage in the nervous system somewhere? And that blockage in the nervous system needs to be found. So that means problems don't reoccur. I mean, fixing it is the first thing that's primarily because they have to go in, but then figuring out why this happened is what I'm going to go to the root cause. Why did this happen? Why didn't your nervous system respond to this movement that you asked it to do? So that's basically what we've been on a mission. And this is where all of my sessions come in, where I test every single athlete using my movements. And yeah. it's not, they don't know it's a test, but it's because we're moving in a specific way, but I get to test and I get to see where the adhesions are and then I get to work with that or where the blockages are and I get to work with that I'll keep everything moving the way it should. It starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. 
Gut Talks. This is the end of this episode with John, aka The Fix. Thanks for listening and see you next time.